So good to see all of you with us today. I want to say hi to everyone watching with us online today and participating with us in our Sunday worship gathering today. Welcome. Today is uh, affectionately known as Pentecost Sunday, 50 days from the Passover Sabbath. And so we are here. It's the time where Jesus told his disciples, hey, wait in Jerusalem until you have been filled with the Holy Spirit and the power that comes from there. And so we're excited about what that holds for us. It's a reminder that we don't live in this world alone. As Jesus also told his disciples, I'm not leaving you as orphans, but the Father is going to send the helper your way, the Holy Spirit to come and to be with you and fill you. And so we have that promise of, and the guarantee because of what Jesus gave for us, his life uh, for us. And so Listen, we're, we're excited today because we have, uh, not, I, I cannot say guests, because now Michael and Natasha Turner and their family have been with us now a decade. Uh, this is a decade they've been coming our way, being a part of our church, our church being able to support and partner with their ministry, literally globally, all across the world. You're going to see some video clips of their ministry here shortly and some highlights of how God has been using their entire family uh, all around this world to, to reach folks. But I, I, I want to just read a, a couple of thoughts that, uh, that comes from uh, their bio. It says, Michael, obviously, if you don't know, Michael was born in New Zealand, uh, and I love his, his accent, and, uh, and uh, he has spent over 20 years of his life spreading the gospel message of Christ Jesus around the world through music and through the word, through preaching. Uh, he, solo and along with his uh, band Red Rain, uh, been over 40 countries. Uh, that's amazing to be uh, in, involved in over 40 countries. And literally, here's the, here's the count, to seeing over thousands come to know Jesus. How about that? Our church gets to play a partnership role with someone who reaches people in the thousands. That's amazing. It's amazing. So let's not discount ourselves here at New Life Church and how God is using us to pour into others' lives. And so God takes Michael and his family all, in all different types of venues, from pubs to clubs, festivals, schools, churches, and the good old streets out in the world uh, to preach Jesus and to show and to, and to display the love of Christ for their life. And so we're excited because we get to have them back with us here this year. Our schedules were able to uh, kind of set the world in a panic motion, and, uh, but we are thankful we get to be back together again. And so, listen, because it's Pentecost Sunday, I want to read um, a historical verse uh, that goes with that. Uh, then Michael is going to take over and lead us in worship and then he's also going to be bringing forth the word today. And so, listen to this. It's Acts 2. If you're with me, if you're here in person, I invite you to go ahead and stand. It says, on the day that Pentecost was being fulfilled, it says, all the disciples were gathered in one place, kind of like we are here today. And it says, suddenly they heard the sound of a violent blast of wind rushing into the house from out of the heavenly realm. It says, the roar of the wind was so overpowering, it was all anyone could bear. Then, all at once, a pillar of fire appeared before their eyes. It separated into tongues of fire that engulfed each one of them. They were all filled and equipped 
with the Holy Spirit. And they were inspired to speak in tongues, empowered by the Spirit to speak in languages they had never learned. I want to focus on one thought. Then all at once, a pillar of fire appeared before them and then engulfed each one individually. If you remember in the Old Testament, it was God who used a a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night to lead his people into a new beginning. And in the beginning of the New Testament, the church is born. The pillar of fire came to signify, hey, God again is going to lead his people into new beginnings. And I believe that's one of the hopes that Pentecost Sunday reminds us of that as we have the Holy Spirit as the promise from Father God to us, that we have hope that we can have a new beginning. A new beginning. I love this one little, cor- this one little verse out of a song called King of Kings that says, And the church of Christ was born, and then the Spirit lit the flame. Now this gospel truth of old shall not kneel, shall not faint. By his blood and in his name, in his freedom, I am free for the love of Jesus Christ who has resurrected me. Today, let's lift our hands. Let's open our hearts. Let's yield our lives to the possibility of promise that God brings through the Holy Spirit because Jesus came and gave his all for us, that we are not left alone. We have a pillar of fire, so to speak, a symbol, a reminder that we can have a new beginning. I don't know what you need in your heart and your life today. I don't know, those of you watching, what you need to happen in your heart and your homes today. But if we will just yield our life like these disciples did and say, come, I trust you. Whatever you have for me today, bring it, Holy Spirit. Bring it and let me be new again. Amen. If you're able to lift your hands, let's do that. And I want to pray and we're going to start. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that you've been working in our world for a long time. You've been redeeming people for over 2,000 years through Christ Jesus and giving people the ability to live for you via the helper, the Holy Spirit, to be your witnesses. Today, Lord, whatever fresh thing needs to happen in us, individually, corporately as a church family, We just say, come, Holy Spirit, come. Do what you will in each of our hearts. You know what each of us needs, and we just take the time now to yield to you and to open up to you and say, come, Holy Spirit, fill us fresh today in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I'll turn it over to Michael Turner. Hey, it's so good to be back again with you all, everyone out there in in. Uh, cyberspace, good to see you, and such an honor to be back again. Amen. Put your hands together. Who brings the power of sin and darkness, whose love is mighty. 
shout if you believe that. Father God, we thank you for your mercy and grace upon our families, upon our nations, upon our communities. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're with us, and we just honor you today. There is none that compares to you. There is none like unto you. In Jesus' name, we thank you for your amazing grace and that we have been liberated through the cross. And everyone said? Good to be with you. Um, lift up your hands if you know where New Zealand is. Okay, you know it's not Australia. Just making sure, very important moment. That was an important moment, everybody. When I said yes to Jesus over, over well, around 30 years ago, goodness gracious me, time flies, um, I never expected to come to Jackson, Mississippi, or Tennessee. See, see, I'm still confused after all these years. Has anyone ever heard of Taronga, New Zealand? Taronga. You've never heard of it, have you? One person at the back. It's amazing what happens when we say yes to Jesus. It's amazing what happens when we uh, choose to obey Him. And all the over 40 nations of the world, we've had the honor to bring the message of Jesus. And as I was, uh, we've just recorded a brand new album in the middle of COVID. Well, shortly before COVID, then COVID happened. All right. But this album is called Liberated because Jesus has liberated us. So as I'm, as I'm traveling over the Swiss Alps with my band, we've got the van and the uh, trailer with all the equipment. I'm looking at the Alps and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, how beautiful is our God. How crazy, amazing is our God. And all I saw was freedom. And so suddenly in my head, I hear this. I've been liberated. Heaven rescued me. I've been liberated. No longer a slave, I'm free. And it goes, out of the desert into the river. Jesus you're my savior. I've been liberated. It's so wonderful. And then I heard, I can feel it in my bones. They're dancing. I can feel it in my heart. It's racing. Sing it with me. I can feel it in the air. I'm breathing. I am alive. Online, on, in cyberspace. Sing it. I am free. Come on. I can feel it in my bones. They're dancing. I can feel it in my heart, it's racing, come on. I can feel it in the air, I'm breathing. And so I'm sitting there, suddenly I, I say, honey, give me the phone. So I get the phone, I can feel it recorded, I can feel it in my bones and I dance it and all this stuff. It became a song, it became a song. I want to share this with you today. Are you ready to sing with me? Are you all happy to be liberated? Online, are you happy to be liberated? All right. been liberated. Come on, let's again. Heaven rescued me. I've been liberated. No longer slave, I'm free. Out of the desert, into the river. Jesus, you're my Savior. I've been liberated. 
month. And so it's because of that liberty that you and I are alive today. We're happy today. In the midst of all the craziness in the world, we're free because Jesus lives in us. And we're of another kingdom. We're of another people. So the world can do what it wants, but we're free. A city on a hill that cannot be hidden. So the next song I want to share with you, it's a new one also. It's called Above the Darkness. God is calling for His people to allow His Spirit in all of us to shine above the darkness. He's the only hope. There is no other hope. He is the antidote. He is the true vaccine. He is the only one who can set us free from all the craziness, the madness in the world today. Do you believe that anybody here in Jackson, Tennessee? Right? Are you ready? Right. This is above the darkness. Come on. You light my way in darkness. I see you Thank you. 
Lord, let your light shine, that the world would have the opportunity to be free. And everyone said, amen. You can have a seat for just a minute. We have a short little video clip to show about how we as a family, as a ministry, as a band, are doing our best to lift up the name of Jesus, lift him up above the darkness of the world. Claims the good news of Jesus. Where is the love? Love to
How's that? How's that? Good? Yeah? So all over the globe. Come on. All over the globe. Bringing the message. And that's what he's called for all of us. All of us have a space that God has created us to, to have influence in for him. Amen. It's all. Let's stand. You give life. You are love. You bring light to the darkness. You give hope. You restore every heart that is broken. Sing it out. your breath in our lungs so we pour out our praise pour out our praise it's your breath in our lungs so we pour out our praise to you only Lord you give life, you are love, you bring light to the darkness, you give hope, you restore every heart that is broken, great are you, Lord, it's your breath.
cyberspace wherever you are today and he's and he's just wanting you to be reminded of whose you are in this moment in history some of us can get pretty confused about things we've got to be reminded of whose we are whose we are we've got to be reminded that there's not one hair on your head can be touched unless he allows it if he allows it for his grace mercy will lead you and guide you but he's here. His presence is here. And you belong to him. If you've received Jesus as Lord and Savior, if you've repented and opened your life and heart to him and surrendered, then you belong to him. He loves you today. Can we sing this one more time as an anthem from our hearts to declare whose we are? Let, let the world know, let the flesh know, let that devil know who you belong to. Online, you can sing along with us. Come on. I am yours. Your prize. Your purchase. Come on. I am yours. Your blood has paid for me. Yours and I am waiting for you. I am yours, Jesus. I belong to you. I belong to you, Lord. We belong to you, Lord God, and forever we will sing a new song of praise. Forever we will sing to you, we worship you, Jesus, every moment of our lives, every moment of our days, we'll sing a new song. we're going through no matter what comes our way we will worship you we will give you all our praise oh God only you can satisfy me only you can satisfy me Jesus so I run to you oh God we come Father, we just, we remind ourselves today 
We remind the world, we remind everything around us whose we are, whose we belong to. We thank you for your anointing that breaks every yoke and heals every wound and breathes life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Awesome job, guys. Thank you very much. It is such an honor to be back again with you and Pastor Jeremy, you, 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 you and your household have, have been such a blessing to us over the years and I can't believe it's been almost a decade or over a decade, that's a, that's a time, isn't it? And um, we're just so, so grateful for the amazing connections that God has given us all over the globe as we endeavor to bring a message of hope the message of the kingdom, the gospel of the kingdom to all the nations of the world. I'm amazed at how much God is in the pursuit of people and to what lengths he will go to in order to get a hold of the world. I never dreamed of being in pubs and clubs and bars and you know all that stuff, but I discovered that God is in the pursuit of people. And uh, we, we began uh, many years ago, God b- began opening the door for us to go into these pubs and bars. We were in France at the time. And in those days, when we first started, we would do concerts in the churches and invite unsaved people. And so we get to to, uh, France and we would do the concert. No unsaved people would come. We discovered that many people in France are scared of the church. So they won't step foot into the church. So one day the pastor said to us, let's go to the pub, the bar down the road. I said, what? The pub? I've never been to a pub in my life. I got saved early, gave my life to Jesus. Where I'm from, you go to, to pick up the chicks and get you know, drunk. So there wasn't anything in a pub or a bar there for me. And so we, we ended up going to this pub and bar and the smoke that's in the atmosphere is not from a, a smoke machine, it's from smoking, and it, I'm, I'm uncomfortable, I'm way out of my comfort, but at a certain moment in that event, the presence of God was as thick and as strong as it would be in a church service, and I, we were able to share our story and about our witness of Jesus and God and what He's done for all of us, and afterwards, a young man comes up to me, his snot hanging out of his nose. He's just sobbing like a baby. He says, he says, I was born into Islam and I converted to Jehovah's Witness. But I don't know what it is about your music when I hear it. It makes me start to cry. That opened the door to talk about Jesus. He gave his life to him. He opened his heart and he's now planted in the church in France. That was the beginning of what we joke about is our pub ministry. <laughs> God is in the pursuit of people, and He wants to use all of us, all ages, young and old, to pursue the world through. And so let's be available. We need to be open to wherever the Holy Spirit would open the door for us to go and to do what God has us to do. The message that I believe that God wants to deposit in our hearts today is called, They Overcame the Dragon. Say, They Overcame the Dragon. I've got a bunch of scripture I want to share with you. I'm going to run through them. We'll have them up here, but you can write them down and and go through them again as you go home. But we're going to walk through it. Revelations uh, 12, 
7 to 12, and it says, And war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought, but they did not prevail, nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. And so the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old, called the the devil and Satan who deceives the whole earth. He was cast out unto the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren who has accused them before God day and night has been cast down. Listen carefully. And they overcame him. Come on. By the blood of the lamb, by the word of the testimony, and they did not love their lives unto death. Say they overcame the dragon. Say they overcame the dragon. Four dramatic scenes showcase the battle that is raging in the unseen world today. Scene one, war breaks out in heaven. Michael and his angels defeat the dragon. Scene two, the dragon, that old serpent, the devil, is cast out to this earth. Scene three, King Jesus saves the day. Come on. It says, now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come for the accuser of our brethren who has accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. Come on. In Jesus, we have salvation. In Jesus, we have strength. In Jesus, we can see a new kingdom. And in Jesus, we all have the power to overcome. Do you believe that this morning? Online, do you believe that this morning? And then in scene four, it says, in scene four, and they, who's they? It says, and they overcame him. Who's they? Who's they? The Bible says, all those, all those who are living on this earth, who have received Jesus as Lord and Savior, who are in Christ, who have been baptized and have now come alive again, were put to death and now are alive in Christ. It says, and they overcame him, the dragon, by the blood of the lamb, by the word of their testimony, and they didn't love their lives unto death. Say they overcame the dragon. The overwhelming theme in each of these scenes is one of victory, not defeat. As dramatic as this story is, as dramatic as the world is around us today, God's plan for humanity is victory. It is not defeat. Evil doesn't beat good. Darkness does not defeat the light. But make no mistake about it. There is a battle. There is a battle It's for real, it's spiritual, and also very tangible. You can feel it, you can see it. If you have eyes to see, ears to hear, you can see what's going on around us in the world today. When I was a young man, 19 years of age, God allowed me to be exposed to the unseen world around me. I was 19, in bed asleep at 1 a.m. in the morning, and I felt like I needed to go to the bathroom. So I get up. As soon as I put my toe on the ground, this incredible uh, 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 fear gripped me. And all I wanted to do was get out of the room. Something was trying to kill me. One, within one split second, I'm on the floor, and then I jump out the window. 
And as I'm jumping out the one, smash through, I'm running for my life down the drive, going up the road. As I run up the road, I look down and I see this, this there's a massive cut and, and this is all open and blood is gushing out. I've got a cut here, blood is everywhere. I'm running and subconsciously, as I'm trying to get away from this thing, subconsciously in my mind, I'm thinking, if I don't get help, I'm going to bleed to death. Four door doors down from our house was a family that we knew who owned a motel. And so I ran up and I, I, I began banging on the front door, screaming for my life, like blood-curdling screaming. It was so excruciating, this thing that was around me. The next second, I woke up in a pool of blood on the ground, just in my underwear. Whatever that thing I was experiencing was gone, it was cold. All I could hear was the crickets. I stood up. Miraculously, I stood up. I knew I needed help, so I go to the front door of the motel. First door, I knock on the door. The sixth door opens. A lady comes out and she says, don't worry, I'm a doctor. At the same time, the dog had been barking, so the owners had heard what had happened. They come down, open the door, looked at me and said, Michael, I said, call the ambulance. To cut a long story short, I get to the hospital. They stick me in confinement for a week. I had 165 stitches. And then after a week, I'm let out. I go home, the stitches and everything heals up. One month after, the same thing happens again. This time, I'm really smart. Instead of smashing through the window, I open the window. Why didn't I think of that? And so I'm running down the road for my life. This thing is all around me. And that night, my father had heard the commotion. So he came out after me. And as I'm running up the road, as this thing's all around me, he says, Michael, stop. And when he said, Michael, stop, whatever that was around me left me. And I turned around and I walked back to my bed sat on my bed, and I felt like I was going mental. If it was not for the fact that that night, three of my, uh, two of my brothers were in beds next to me, and they said, Michael, it was crazy. We woke up, this thing, we felt this thing comes in the bedroom. We didn't see it, but we felt it, and it, went, it was like this dark thing comes, and it just went straight for you to try to, to kill you. Then you went out the window. My dad said to me, son, we need to go and just find uh, to a guy who deals with deliverance just to see if there's anything around you or, that is, uh, or even in you that's trying to kill your life. So we go to him. We spend like an hour praying over me. Just, and he said, son, son, there's nothing in your life. This was a, this was a spirit that was sent to kill you because of the calling and the anointing upon your life. Here's a battle. Here's a battle. There's a battle that is raging in the world today. And you and I need to understand it. We need to be aware of the reality of the battle. Ephesians 6. Ephesians 6, 11 to 12. The Apostle Paul talks about this battle. And he says, 
says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenlies. We've got to understand today there is a battle in the unseen that does manifest itself in the scene. And in order for you and I to be protected and our families to be protected, we've got to daily keep our armor on. We've got to daily put on the armor of God. To be victorious, we've got to put on our armor daily. First Peter 5.8 says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. The word may devour is very significant. The Bible doesn't say he will devour. The Bible says he may devour. But in order for us not to be devoured, we've got to put our armor on. We've got to be sober. We've got to be vigilant. And church, we've, we, we cannot afford to fall asleep. We've got to wake up. We've got to understand what is going on around our minds and our hearts. It's a spiritual battle that manifests itself in the natural. I am grateful my Heavenly Father allowed me to go through what I did Because in over 40 countries of the world, I have been able to locate, to pinpoint, to to see that same spirit at work and bring freedom through Jesus. In over 40 nations of the world, God has given me the boldness and the courage and the confidence in my spirit to go into any atmosphere, into any culture, and take that space for Jesus. I never thought I'd be in a pub or a bar or club. I never thought I would be in France in an underground nightclub. And I walk in and it's smelly and it's stinky and it's damp and it's cold and it's dark and you can feel the atmosphere is full of demonic activity. And when I look on the stage, I see a statue of Satan. Satan worship had gone on in that space. And my initial reaction was intimidation. I was like, whoa, but that spirit, the spirit of God, come on, that spirit of God in me comes up and wham, we hit that place. And the Holy Spirit touched that space. We took that space for Jesus. People were touched. People heard about him. People were set free. Jesus was lifted up. Come on. 2 Corinthians 10. 2 Corinthians 10, it says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal, but that they are mighty in God, say in God, for the pulling down of strongholds, listen, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. In these nations, as I'm walking in in some of these spaces with my wife and my family in war zones, in in certain areas of the world, my Bible says that, that, that I have the power to tread on scorpions and serpents and nothing will ever harm me. That's what my Bible says. I do not care what I look and what I see around me. It's what my Bible says. I pull down every vain imagination. We pull down every thought that's contrary to the Word of God. It says bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Listen, 
and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Listen, obedience to God's word, believing and obeying, working it, living it, defeats the dragon in our lives. Repeat after me, say obedience to God's word defeats the dragon in our lives. We've got to bring every thought into captivity to what is true. We've got to know our weapons. There's a battle raging. We've got to know the weapons that God has given us and use them. Revelations 12, 11 gives us three weapons this morning that I want to focus on today. These weapons are to be used daily in our lives. Revelations 12, 11 says, And they overcame him. Who? Who's him? The dragon, Satan, the devil. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their testimony, and they didn't love their lives unto death. Say they overcame the dragon. Shout it out. Say they overcame the dragon. Online, say they overcame the dragon. By how? The blood. Weapon number one, the blood. Weapon two, the word of their testimony. Weapon three, they didn't love their lives unto death. The blood. Why the blood? The blood is a weapon. Why the blood? Why the blood? What is so special about the blood of Jesus? Well, in the blood, we are washed from the curse of sin and death. 1 John 1, 1.7 says, But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, come on somebody, the blood of Jesus, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. The curse that came into the world through Adam and Eve's sin is the number one pandemic in the world today. Sin is the number one pandemic. Sin kills more people than any other virus in humanity. But the blood, Jesus, is the antidote. Jesus is the antidote. In the blood, in the blood, we receive the blessing of a new covenant. Why the blood? In the blood, we receive the blessing of a brand new covenant given to both Jew and Gentile. Matthew 26, 28. For this is my blood of a new covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. Etched in Jesus' blood is a new covenant, new beginning, not just for one culture, but for all cultures. Romans 1.16 says, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel, the good news. This new covenant is good news. We need this in our lives. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for Jew and also the Greek. This covenant promise us eternal provision. This covenant that was etched in Jesus' blood promises us provision, protection, and eternal life. God came to give you life and life more abundantly. Abundant life. Is your family walking in abundant life? Is my family living in abundant life? Are we thriving? You say, but, uh, but, but, there's no buts. There is no but. Why? Because we're not of this world. We're not, we're not influenced by the world system around us. There is another king. There is another kingdom. There is a good news of the gospel that was released through Jesus for us to be a free people in the midst of chaos, in the midst of crisis, 
in the midst of all that's going on around us today, Jesus has made a way for us to be free. If we will acknowledge our need for a Savior, if we will repent of our sin and follow Jesus, it is our life. It is all belongs to us today. Come on, somebody. Do you believe that? Through Jesus' blood, we are restored into relationship with our Father, our Abba. Hebrews 10, 19 to 22, it says, Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he consecrated for us through the veil, that is his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God, listen carefully, let us draw near, let us draw near to God, God, the creator of the universe, the, the one who hung the moon, the stars, and the sky, and all the animals, and all the birds, the fish, everything he created, that God is our Father. We can draw near through the blood of Jesus. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of our faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Come on, family. If that ain't something to jump around and just, that's something to be excited about. Is that not something to be excited about? I'm so grateful every day, every day I get up and say, Abba. Every day I get up, first thing, Abba, I love you. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you for, for you. I go, I give my, my wife a big kiss. Yeah. And then I go and give my kids a big hug. I'm a happy father because I'm with Jesus. I've got a good Abba. He looks after me. He looks after us. He makes a way for us. In the blood... We are justified, listen carefully, and we are saved from the wrath to come. Say wrath to come. Say wrath to come. I say wrath, you say wrath. It says here in Romans 5, 9, it says, it says much more then, having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath through him. We've got to understand that there is a wrath coming to this earth. God hates the injustice. God hates the abuse of little children. God hates the lies. He hates the deceit. He hates the double tongues. He hates it when we, when we lie and cheat and manipulate and maneuver. He hates the instability that is caused by people who are not honest and true. God has made a way for all of us through Jesus to be free. All of us have been like that at some moment, but through Jesus, we have become free. We have become set free from that type of living. But believe me, there is coming a time, the window is closing when the opportunity for freedom will no longer exist anymore. It's coming. As in the days of Noah, so it will be. The window closing. There is coming a time where the opportunity to be free and saved will no longer exist. The blood of Jesus is what saves us from the wrath that is coming. In the blood, in the blood we are infused with the DNA of God. Say in the blood, we are infused with the DNA of God. This blood carries the DNA of heaven within it. God's original plan for all of us. 
From the moment that you and I are born again, I believe a blood transfusion happens. And supernaturally, I believe this, is that at the moment that you and I repent of our sin, invite Jesus into our hearts, a blood transfusion happens where that old Adamic nature is taken out of our lives and the DNA of heaven is restored back. Come on, people, that's something else. That is something else. Satan knows the power of the blood. Yes, he does. That is why those who worship Satan shed innocent blood. Witches, warlocks, all those given to satanic religions use blood sacrifices, both animal and human. They believe the blood has power, but the power in their blood leads to slavery. The power in the blood of Jesus leads to freedom. Come on. Jesus is liberty and freedom. For 22 years, my family and I and over 40 nations of the world have seen this blood at work in the pubs, in the clubs, in the war zones, in the planes, in the trains. God has protected us. In 1998, I was on tour in Africa, South Africa, and we went to a little country within Africa called Lesotho. At the time, Lesotho was having elections and the people were a little bit disturbed because they felt like the government was manipulating the votes. We get there. We do the ministry. Powerful outpouring of God's Spirit. On Monday, we leave the country, the border, at around 12 p.m. in the afternoon. We drive all the way to Durban, we get to, to Durban, and as we are at about 6 p.m., as we're driving to our hosts, our hosts are glued to the TV. And we're like, what is happening? As they're watching the TV, it so happened that civil war broke out in Lesotho at 12.30 p.m. 20-odd people were shot dead right in the location where we had just been. Had we stayed for just 30 minutes later, we would have been caught up and stuck in the middle of a war. But Jesus, our Jesus, protected us and looked after us. A week later, the band and I were having an end-of-year party, so we thought we'd go to, to uh, Planet Hollywood. And so we had we had said we're gonna we're gonna leave at six thirty p.m. It was on August the twenty eighth. You can have a look on Google. August twenty eighth, nineteen ninety eight, a Tuesday evening. We are scheduled to be in Planet Hollywood at seven p.m. As we were about to get into the car, our host said, "Hey guys, what are you doing? We've cooked for you. Here's, you don't need to go out eat with us." So we thought, okay, we'll just eat. We'll just eat with them. So we ate with them at 7:30 p.m. in uh, Planet Hollywood. A bomb exploded. Many people died and lost limbs and their lives. Jesus protected us. Jesus made a way for us. Say thank you, Jesus, for the blood. Say the blood. The second weapon we need to be reminded of today is the word of our testimony. Revelations 12, 11 says, who overcame the dragon by the word of their testimony. Now the definition of testimony is evidence or proof provided by the existence or appearance of something. In a world flooded with deception, your testimony, your story, my story, 
The Bible is filled with stories that give evidence to the reality of what the blood of Jesus has done in our lives. Romans 10, 17 says, So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. The Bible is filled of faith stories, stories that build our faith to believe. When we listen to these stories, when we hear someone else's testimony, it builds faith in our lives to believe what God is, who He is, and what He has done for all of us. Second, Second Corinthians 13, 1 says, By the mouth of two or three witnesses, let everything be established. Listen carefully. The evidence of God. The evidence of God, the witness of God is all around us today. But Lucifer, Satan, the devil, the dragon is trying to rid and move that evidence out of the hearts and the lives of the people. He wants to remove it from our families. He wants to remove that evidence out of our schools. He wants to remove that evidence out of our churches. He wants to remove that evidence out of every corner on this earth if, if, if he can stop people talking if he can stop people giving a witness, if he can stop people speaking, then and if he can get people distracted with philosophical babblings and intellectual musings, he can remove faith from the people. And without faith, we cannot receive what God has given us. Without faith, we cannot see God. But I hear the sound of a rain in Jackson. I hear the sound of a new generation in Jackson. I hear the sound of a different breed of people. There is a new season that is coming to this city, to this town. There is a new breed of people, a righteous generation, a righteous people with a righteous voice who will not back down, who will not zip it up, but speak loud to be heard, shout loud to be heard the name of Jesus. I hear the sound of raindrops falling in the space because Jesus is real and he's alive. My, my family and I are witnesses to the incredible provision of God. Last year, we had 11 countries booked for ministry. Ten of them shut down. Of the 20 states we had booked here in America, by the time we get just down the road to Memphis, our whole tour was shut down. So much of our income for what we do all over the globe is found in that 20-state tour of America. Gone, disappeared. But as I sat in my RV, I had such peace in my heart because I knew my Abba was going to look after us. And look after us, he did. As we got back home again, checks start coming in the mail from people, random people all over. $100, $50, $1,000, $1,500, $12,500 checks making a way for us, providing for us, looking after us in the midst of the chaotic times around us. We're witness to the incredible doors that God opens up. We don't have to manipulate anybody. We don't have to maneuver. We don't self-promote. God, in over 40 nations, for 23 years, we have been full-time, eight to nine months in, in, in between 10 and 20 countries every year. God made a way for us all over the world, Europe and over Asia and all over. We're, we are witnesses to the incredible healing power of God. We've seen people, deaf ears pop open in the ministry. When I was uh, 16, 
I, I had this incredible encounter with God. And after that experience, I, I, I would wake up in the middle of the night with tears just f- flowing and the Spirit of God hovering over me. There's this intimate relationship with heaven. And I would see as a young man, I saw myself singing and people were being healed in the audience. I never knew how that would ever happen. But over time, people would come up after we're done. Deaf ears open. One lady come to us just a, a year ago. She says to me, when you came to our church and you were singing, she said, at a certain moment, I felt the sing come on me and something left me. She said to me, uh, yesterday, I went to the, sorry, she said, I went to the doctor the next day to get my, my uh, checkup because I've been an epileptic all my life. I said, wow. She said, I go to the doctor. He kept me back for two days of testing because he couldn't find any epilepsy anywhere. I said, how long has it been since, you, since you've had a, a fit or whatever? She says, it's been over a year since you were here. I'm totally healed. Jesus is the healer. Diabetes healed. Epilepsy healed. Deaf ears open. Uh, all types of things as the Spirit of God is moving through all of us as we surrender and submit our lives unto Him. The blood is a weapon. Say the blood is a weapon. Say, I've got to use it. Every day, plead the blood over your house. Plead the blood over your bank account. Plead the blood over your children. Plead the blood over everything, every single day. Don't fall asleep. Don't fall asleep. Wake up. Our testimony is a witness. Our testimony is a weapon. Say the blood. Our testimony. Weapon number three, we must not love our lives under death. Revelations 12, 11 says, and they did not love their lives unto death. The final weapon that I believe God wants us to be reminded of is this. Not being afraid to die is a weapon against the dragon. First Corinthians, as we close today, we've got three closings, all right? This is number one. <laughs> Are you still with me today? Are you getting anything? First Corinthians 15, 55, it says, O death, where is your sting? O Hades, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus. Come on. In Jesus, we have victory over death. And in a twinkling of an eye, in one split second, whew, we're with our Father in heaven. One minute you're here, the next minute we're gone. There's nothing to fear in death. And all the stuff we've accumulated, everything we've been driven to get is left behind. There's nothing. I remember when my mother passed away about a de- decade ago. She was dead just dead only about an hour. The undertaker comes and these foreign men take her away. And I'm sitting there, it's just the most freaky moment as the woman who bathed me, loved me, fed me, helped me, these humans who I don't know are taking her away. That evening, The next day, sorry, 
They bring her back. And, 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 and all I want to do is hold her. All I want to do is touch her. But she's gone. So the evening that she'd been taken, I am in a mess. And so I, I walk down into the bedroom. She's gone. I walk into the closet and I begin to grab her clothes. I could smell her, you see. I could hold, I smell her. I begin to hold her and the tears begin to flow. And as, in, as I'm in this moment, the Holy Spirit says to me, look. I said, I'm looking. Son, look. I'm looking. Everything she had is still here. Her shoes, her clothes, her cars in the garage. Everything she had, everything she'd accumulated. I'm looking this moment as I'm holding her clothes because I could feel and smell. I'm holding her in this, just in this moment of incredible grief. He said, son, every human being on this earth has this moment. You can't take anything with you. All you can take is the people that you've touched and with. All you can take is the, listen carefully, the only thing that you can take when your time is up. And your time, my time, there is a moment for every human being when our time is up. And the only thing that we can take is the people that have come to Jesus because of us giving evidence of his reality. That's all. That's all. All. And all that striving and all that driving for this stuff and that stuff means nothing. Nothing. Second Timothy three one it says, but know this, second closing. <laughs> but know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. Can I have the keys? Perilous times will come. We sing, I am yours. Perilous times will come. Why will perilous times come? Does anyone know? Why? The, the Bible says in the last days, there is the last days, Perilous times will come. Why will they come? Well, it's very self-explanatory. It'll come because for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemous, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power. And from such people, it says, turn away. For of this sort are those people who creep into households, making captives of gullible women, loaded down with sins, led away by various lusts. Always, listen, listen carefully, always learning, but never able to come to the knowledge 
of the truth. Does this not sound like our culture? Does this not sound like the world around us today? Sin has caused our people, our nations from New Zealand to America to become blind and gullible and easy to devour. The dragon that we're speaking about came to Jesus. This is our third and final closing. In Luke 4, 5 to 8, it says, Then the devil, taking him up on a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world. And the devil said to him, Jesus, All, listen carefully, all this authority I will give you and their glory, for this has been delivered to me, and I will give it to whomever I wish. Therefore, if you will worship before me, all will be yours. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Get behind me, Satan. Get behind me, devil. Get behind me, dragon. Get behind me. Listen carefully. What Adam and Eve didn't do in the garden, Jesus did do. Jesus did it for you. Jesus did it for me. And it says in Verse 9, it says, For it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and only Him shall you serve. Family, Jesus overcame the dragon. Jesus made a way for you and I to be free in His blood. We are free in the word of His testimony. We are free in His example. We are free. And He loved not His life unto death. In Jesus, we see an example of how we are to live our lives. In Jesus, if we will walk the way He walked, if we will talk the way He talked, if we will allow Him to consume our lives, we We will be free from the dragon. Your family will be free. Your brother and your sister will be free. Our cities and our communities will be free. If we will take up our cross and follow Jesus, if we will give our lives to Jesus, we can all be a free people today. Revelations 12, 11 says, And they overcame Him by the blood of the Lamb by the word of their testimony, and they didn't love their lives unto death. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and all you who dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and sea. Listen carefully. For the devil has come down to you, having great wrath, because he knows that his time is short. We are citizens of heaven. We are in this world, but we're not of the world. The dragon knows that his time is short. He walks this earth like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. You do not have to be devoured. Say, I do not have to be devoured. Our families do not have to be devoured. But we've got to make a choice every day to follow Jesus. And as a church, we cannot afford to be silent. As a people, we cannot just fall asleep and allow lies and deceit to run past our household every day and night. We've got to speak the truth of a real Jesus. We've got to be bold. And we cannot, listen as as I close, we cannot be entangled with the yoke of bondage anymore. Stop posting naked pictures of yourself on the internet. 
I'm saying that on purpose for a reason because I've discovered it's an epidemic in the planet. For some reason, people like to post nude pictures of themselves on the internet. Don't you understand? Satan wants to take that and hold you captive. Three years ago, I started hearing this stuff. A pastor comes to me and he says to me, you wouldn't believe what happened. I said, what happened? One of our youth was arrested by the FBI. I said, what was he doing? He said he had hacked into the computers of youth in the youth group, three or four young, young, young girls, and he had taken naked pictures that they had put of themselves on their computer, and he was holding the girls for ransom. And I'm thinking to myself, oh my gosh, I can't believe he'll do that. Then I'm thinking, what are they doing putting naked pictures of themselves? Now I've heard many more stories the same. It's a spirit. Six weeks ago, I was speaking in Oregon, and this, and I'm saying what I said today. And this one girl, I look at her, I said to her, have you been posting naked pictures of yourself? She says, no, sir, no, no, no. She responds to the altar call afterwards. She comes up and her granny comes up to me and she says, oh, thank you so much. For, for, for my, we, we discovered yesterday that she just sent naked pictures of herself to her boyfriend. She was set free that day. Jesus had made her free. Jesus had made her whole. God didn't, make, didn't send his son to die that you and I would live slaves. He died that you and I would be free. God, online, wherever you are online, wherever you are at home, God, the creator of heaven and earth, didn't send His Son to be brutally murdered for you to stay a slave. He died that you would be free. And all you have to do to be free is follow Jesus. And it begins with opening our hearts and asking Jesus to repent, to forgive us for sin in our lives, inviting Him into our hearts, and then begin to follow Him as best we can, and He will help us. Can we all stand together today as we close? As we close this moment together, let's sing this song, I Am Yours, with a different perspective with a different passion. Not just, I am yours. No, I am yours. I am yours. I am yours. I don't belong to this world. I belong to you. Or, if you're a fake Christian, then just stand there. If you're fake, there's so many fakes in the church. That's awfully hard, old chap. It's real. There's so many fakes in the church. Come to church on Sunday, sing the songs, but they are just enslaved with death and sin. That's not for you. You were made to be free. So let's be free. Let's not be fakes. I'm not saying, we all make mistakes. Yeah, I made mistakes too. We're all, by grace, moving in a direction I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just being a fake. One thing in here, another th on purpose. You think you can get away with it. And the church is full of it. And it's going to change. Because there's a sifting happening in the world today. Those who are for Him and those who are not.
we got to ask that. I, I can't make that decision for you. You can't make it for me. We all stand before the throne of God alone. And I pray today that we'll be using the weapons He's given us until that day. And when we meet Him, He will say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You're mine. Amen. Sing. I am yours. Your prize. Your purchase. I am yours. Your blood has paid for me, Jesus. I am yours and I am waiting for you. I am yours, your prize, Jesus, your purchase, Father. I am yours, my God. Your blood has paid for me, and I. here today and you would say, I have heard this message and I hear my Father talking to me, but I haven't been walking with Jesus as a true disciple like I should. And today I want to I, I, I make, I want to I acknowledge that, number one. I want to repent of that, number two. And I want heaven to know that from this moment on, I'm going to do my best to follow Jesus like I was made to. If you're here and you would say, I just don't believe I am, but I want to follow Jesus like I was created to. I would love to pray with you, but we need to know who you are. Heaven is calling you. Your Abba is asking you, will you be mine for real? If that is you today, in just a minute, I'm just going to ask you to lift your hand. I'm not going to ask you to come out. I'm just going to lift your hand in acknowledgement to heaven. And we're going to pray together. If that's you today, and you would say, I want to recommit my life to following Jesus for real. Lift your hand straight up in there. If that's you today, lift it up. One, two, anybody else? Three, anybody else? Four, anybody else? Lift it up. This is between you and heaven. Online, lift your hand. Anybody else today? I want to follow him like I was made to. Six hands, awesome, wonderful. And I know there's others here. So can I ask everyone to repeat after me? Say, Heavenly Father. Everybody say, Heavenly Father. I understand that through Adam's sin, I became a sinner. I have sinned. But Jesus came to take away that sin. Today, I open my heart and I make a commitment that I want to follow Jesus. And I ask you 
to forgive me for all sin in my life. I have been a sinner. I ask you to forgive me for that sin. I open my heart and I say, Jesus, I am yours. Come and live in me. Come and breathe through me. Help me to be a vessel that you can use in these last days, in this moment in history. In Jesus' name. One more time. Sing.